The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. Showtime. The right way to start your day. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. I've got the top 10 all-time douches uh, in my quick power rankings here. Oh, okay. Right. What are you looking at? It's it's nothing. It can't be nothing. Yeah, it can't okay. be nothing. It's just a list of our names split into two columns. What? 10. Draco Malfoy from Harry Potter. Big time douche. Fair. Uh, number fair, yeah, number nine, Lane Kiffin. Total. Number eight, Bryce Harper. Then number seven, JJ Watt. <laughs> number six, Bubba Watson. Number you put five, JJ Watt on the list. Yes. Absolutely not. It's my Absolutely list. Absolutely not. Number five, Lance Armstrong. Number Fair. four, Alex Rodriguez. Fair. Number three, Russell Wilson. Number two, Tom Brady. And number one, Craig Council. A lot of Wisconsin on Wisconsin crime <laughs> happening here. A really great list of names, guys. Thank you so much. Good work. Uh, no, actually, that was in Robert's notebook. He left it at reception and we photocopied it. His hair. Wow, Douche. somebody's all in their wow, feelings. Wow, yeah. <laughs> I don't want any part of this. Maybe it's supposed to be a place to fire. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at The Avenue with Gabe Neitzel and Mark Chamara. Here's Jen Latta. She wants to ride it, she's trying to hide it I'm cool as ever, she's too excited Her man look like he wanna fight He ain't doing nothing but running his mouth Talk about it, we all about it They make the plans, we sit and count Our chairs stacked just like a mountain You heard about it, she running her mouth She wants to I thought about you, Gabe, yesterday Oh boy Yeah I was scrolling through birthday? <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> um, first of all, where is my thing? Where's my thing? Okay. That's <laughs> another gifable that. moment you just created for yourself. That where? is Dario's thing. It's not yours. Leave it That's, alone. You Leave need it to. alone. Somebody took my uh, mic condom. The, the screen that goes on my microphone. Yeah, the, the mic is a mutter. It's a mutter. Or a fodder. That is a dad joke. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I don't get it. You don't get it? You mutter said mutter. Thank you, Chewy. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, I leave thought it, it would be better. Leave it to the dad of the you group to recognize it, yeah. the you dad joke. You thought it would be better. It's a dad joke. They're notoriously not good. Um, I thought about you yesterday because I was following along with all of the existential dread <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that people were pushing out on Twitter when Elmo from Sesame Street asked them how they were doing, when when Elmo from Ses- Sesame Street tweeted to the world, how's everybody doing? And got to tell you, Gabe, the responses were frightening. People apparently are not doing well. Like, just generally speaking. Oh, yeah. Are... I mean, I don't think we need Elmo to tell us that. Okay. Uh, Isn't that the other thing? What's that? A Waldo. Isn't that a Waldo thing? Why is it an Elmo thing? Wait, where's Waldo is a character from books when I was a kid. I, I don't think he famously spoke. I think he just found him. He just oh, stood did there. Elmo can speak? <laughs> oh, yeah. Elmo speaks. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean, can Elmo speak? Have you never I seen Sesame Street? Tickle him and he laughs. Well, that's a toy that was very popular 20 years ago. 20 it's the, years it, it, hold ago. Hold on. It's the same person? Not even a little bit. What? Did, Hold on. Elmo and Tickle Me Elmo are two different 
No, Whatever. it's the same thing. Wait, no, it's Person's not. Tickle Me Elmo is a toy. Yes. Elmo is a character on Sesame Street. I got to be honest, I didn't think we were going to go 001 Elmo this morning. I thought that we could just jump right to 101 Elmo this morning. That's on me. That's my bad. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Very obvious. Okay. So yesterday, or the day before, Elmo puts out a tweet saying, how's everybody doing? And it turns out not great. Turns out everybody's really struggling. So there was some... Uh, existential dread, there was some despair, there was some exhaustion in the replies, and it made me think of Gabe because Gabe is the captain of the Don't Tell Me How You're Actually Doing Club. Yeah, well, unless you're an actual friend. Like, I don't want to walk through the office today, see someone I'm, you know, if somebody goes, hey, how's it going? I'm not going to, like, dump all of my problems on you. Like, if if you're an actual friend and I want to reach out to you, like, yes, I will do that. I will sit down. I will listen. Let's go get a beer. Let's talk it out. If we barely know each other, so be respectful and game. keep your problems to yourself. Uh, uh, all right. So you have a problem going to Home Depot and walking across a person says, hi. And my natural response is, hi, how are you doing? There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with you asking that question, Chu. Yeah. If I'm that random person. You don't want the dump? My answer to you is, oh, I'm fine, thank you. And you keep going about your day. Okay, but there's you a big open- difference between strangers at Home Depot and people you work with in the office. Are there? There are people upstairs I don't know. Really? Oh, 100%. You've been here like 42 years. You've got like 100 people yeah. up there. People you just give- turned 38. You've worked here 42. Yeah, but you're like me. you got time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got time. There's been if people... someone at Home Depot said I'm not doing well, I'd be like, well, what's wrong? But, I mean, maybe I can help you. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. You, no, you would be you would be so upset. You would take that person and put them on a top shelf at Home Depot wow. and leave them there. What a lie. I'm inclined to agree with Gabe, too. You'd be like, get the hell out of my way. I got to go pick up some PVC pipe. Um So lots of people were unloading and then Sesame Street used the opportunity to then share mental health resources and say like, hey, if you genuinely are struggling, because I'm sure there were some people joking in the replies, right? And just like trying to make it as egregious as possible. I would I would say a majority of the responses were joking. I actually thought it was a really nice way of like reminding the world and like people at large that people you encounter might be struggling. People you see on a daily basis might be going through something. And to me, it was like a playful yet joking, not joking kind of way of being like everyone that you see is dealing with something. Everyone that you encounter is dealing with something, you know, and just to be kind. And that's what we need Elmo. And Elmo was my favorite Sesame Street character. Really? Yeah. He was adorable. He was sweet. Charming. Charming? Elmo was very charming. Elmo was very annoying. (gasps) No. A male or female? I think Big Bird is purposefully ambiguous. I think Big Bird's a boy. You think? I think he's. I think it's a he. What do you think, Joshy? I always thought it was ambiguous intentionally. I do too. Yeah. Really? Because yeah. my wife calls me. She introduced me as Big Bird. <laughs> so is Big Bird Checks your out. favorite Sesame Street <laughs> character? Yeah, I got a little. Who's the grouchy one? Oscar, that, that tracks. I got a little Oscar. You do have a little yeah. Oscar, yeah. That tracks. Although you just tried to convince us that if someone came up to you at Home Depot and tried to unload their <laughs> problems on you, that you would, you know, listen. So talking out of both sides of your mouth already at seven oh seven. Big Bird this is a male bird. Wow. Okay. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure, like, 
It's voiced by a boy bird. Well, I've, I've I'm pretty sure I've heard <laughs> no, him be referred bird. to as a he. <laughs> yeah, I'm not brushed up on my Sesame Street. Well, what about Cookie Monster? Who would Joshy be? Joshy Cookie, Cookie Monster. Monster. <laughs> um, uh, Ashton's the guy with the long face. Wait, the guy with the long face? Are you talking Wait, about Snuffleupagus? No, that's Bird or Ernie. Bird oh. has the long face. Yeah. Ernie has the round face. Uh, I wait, think Josh it, has. I, Josh might be Ernie because both have <gasps> iconic laughs. Wait, are they Bert and Ernie? Is Ashton Bert and Josh is Ernie? That actually would track. Yeah. Well, who are you? Gabe. Mm. Gabe could be El. No. Are you Elmo? No. I think I'm more no. Grover. Who's you Grover? are so Grover. <laughs> Who's Grover. I forget. Nailed Grover. it. Absolutely. Grover's nailed it. Grover's the blue million monster. Percent. Yes, you are a million percent the Grover of the group. Yes. Is he's Jen, happy. Uh, <laughs> well, let's be very careful here. <laughs> uh, that's where I'm going. I don't want to. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a lot of girls on that show. Well, Prairie Dawn was a character on Sesame Street. I don't remember. She wasn't very memorable. Um, I don't know. Cookie, I could be Cookie Monster if we're giving. Yeah. If Joshy's going to be, be Kermit the Frog. Ernie, Kermit the Frog. No, I have, I have to I work mean, on that one. I mean, Jen could be Cookie Monster. She did once consume 16 Oreos, 16 Oreos uh, on this very program. That's, yeah, that's very true. Jen wanted cookie. Uh, one of the very best books that I read my kids is the Grover book, The Monster at the End I, of the Book. The Monster at the End of the Book is one of my favorites. It's Amazing. fantastic. Fantastic. Like, I don't know how it has, it has stood the test of time. It was a book when we were kids. My kids love the book. It's just clever and cute, and Grover is that character. Yes, we have nailed it. Gabe is the Grover of the group. Okay. Um, so, Chewy, are you Big Bird then? Is it that simple? Did Angie just give you the Big Bird moniker, and we're just going to go with that? Yeah, he's Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. yeah. The dirty. You hate everything. Uh, Put it on the pole. <laughs> living in a trash can. That's uh, bad. You, you live in something a little bit nicer. You're you're if it, if Oscar the Grouch won the lottery, that's you. So do we not have an Elmo on our group then? No. Again, I feel like Elmo. I never liked Elmo, and by the time Elmo again, tickle me Elmo was what really kind of pushed Elmo to the moon. Yeah, for sure. It was, was, the, it was the must-have gift of that year and the next year and maybe the next year. It was like that. Like, that was... I was already past my Sesame Street phase by the time that hit, but obviously, I mean, you couldn't have been alive and right. not be aware of Tickle right. Me Elmo. I always found Elmo annoying. And then the Tickle Me Elmo with the... the just pushed it beyond the moon. Do you remember any of those other must-have gifts from when you were a kid? Like, American Girl Dolls was another one when yeah. I was a kid that Both my sisters watched. had one. I had none of them. Zero of them. Can you imagine uh, my parents spending money on American Girl dolls? That was like, something remember, my grandma did with my with my two sisters. Like they each guys, had one. They'd go down to the American Girl uh, store. I think it was in Chicago. Yep, on Michigan Avenue. Yeah. Are you guys too old for Lincoln Logs? How old are you? <laughs> are you born at the turn of the century? <laughs> you know what else he had? He had a cup with a ball. <laughs> you know? Maybe you catch a yo-yo every once Lincoln in a while. Lincoln Logs. Lincoln When the logs. Slinky came out. Oh, boy. That was Link- a big day in the Chimura household. Let Lincoln me tell you. Lincoln Logs were poor man's Legos. Uh, no, disagree. Lincoln Logs were better than Legos. No way! No. Legos were the Come best. On. Yeah, no. Lincoln, Legos were. Lincoln we were Logs. Kids, I didn't have the. I didn't have the creativity to be able to make the things with the it Legos. Has directions. No, no, I didn't. Have, you think I had sets? You think I had Lego sets? <laughs> I mean, you. Can, no, we didn't. We did have Lincoln Logs, however, and I loved being able to put the little cabins together. You know, and then the yeah. little green roofs Lincoln and logs. roofs, yeah. roof, roofs. Is it roofs? Roof. 
But what about multiples? Roofies. No, no. I feel like I'm taking right now. The roof is on fire. Okay, so we don't need no water. Let the you just had an S. Roof with an F and then an S. Yes. I would not say it in Wisconsin. They say rough though, don't they? <laughs> oh, I gotta get the rough replaced. If you're a good boy, you do. If you're a good boy, you say rough. <laughs> All right, so we got the we got the American Girl dolls. We got the Tickle Me Elmo. Were there any other must have? I mean, Beanie Babies was that whole. Oh craze. man, Furbies. Beanie Babies were huge. Yeah. What is a Furby? What about Cabbage what? Patch? Yes, I had Cabbage Patch dolls. Absolutely. You know what Furby is? No, I have no idea. What is Furby? Furby were these like little gremlin almost things that were electronic. Animals that oftentimes, after you got them, would just talk in the middle of the night and scare the the daylights out of you. But Furby was like as big of a Christmas thing as possible. That sounds awful. It was. Oh, I awful. thought those were the things you put on the end of the pencils and spin it, and its hair goes crazy. Troll That's doll? a troll. And that was another phase of my childhood when those suckers were everywhere. Yeah, we had to have troll dolls, right? You had to have the pink hair and the blue hair and the ones with the little. You know, belly button ring, a little jemmy on their belly button. If you tell me, sure. I'll <laughs> Never believe had you. a troll doll? Uh, my did sister's you... had troll dolls. What did you have? Baseballs? Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, okay. Yeah, those were, those were big uh, as well. He-Man, one? I had a He-Man. Another one is the Tamagotchi. Those oh, the Tamagotchi was That was huge. like the 2000s, though, was it? Or was it the 90s? Late 90s. Yeah. What about Stretch Armstrong? We had a stretch arm. All right, at least, hey, welcome into the last 60 years. (laughs) Pogs? We had pogs. Mm -hmm. What are pogs? They were ridiculous. They were literally like cardboard discs that had like graphics on them. Ridiculous. I don't remember those. They were just like little circles, and you would like slam them and try to flip them over, and if you flipped it over, you got to keep it, right? Uh Something like that. Exactly. Uh, 800-990-3776. Text line already popping off this morning. Stanley weighing in saying sports cards were huge and are still huge mm-hmm. today. Yes, I had all the baseball cards. Tops and Donruss baseball well, cards were Those just came back because of the pandemic. Like, sports cards kind of went away for a while. And, but I mean, they were huge in the 90s. Like, we had, in Horicon, we had a sports card store. Like, we eventually did not have a grocery store in Horicon, yet we had a sport card store that I would... That's where I'm spending my money. Anytime I got, I had money when I was like third through sixth grade, I'm going to that sport card store. A lot of people weighing in, also letting us know who they think of the ESPN Milwaukee personalities are the Sesame Street characters. Which Sesame Street characters they think are the ESPN Milwaukee personalities? Uh, Steve weighing in saying Jason Wildey is Kermit. Ryan from Aguanago saying Jesse Nelson is the Elmo of the group. And then Matt saying... <laughs> <laughs> and then Matt saying Snuffleupagus is the person who tells the truth when you ask them how they're going. Are Snuffleupagus and Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh similar characters? Was that kind of the vibe from them? I think so. I don't think Snuffleupagus is, is as depressed. As depressed. <laughs> as clinically we, depressed. Have, yes. we have a Snuffleupagus. I mean, I'm not. I'm just think. Can't believe anyone didn't tweet this yet. Who? Come on. Love that he said tweet also. Yeah, we're well, we're mean, famously on the ESPN Milwaukee talking text. Lovable. Lovable. Does the show after us. Tausch is Snuffleupagus? You might be right. <laughs> but Ta- no, Tausch is way too positive actually, and upbeat. But I actually yeah, don't but- think that Snuffleupagus was depressed. I think he was pretty, he shuffled along. He looks depressed. But he, but he was pretty happy, if I'm remembering yes. correctly. I think that, again, I might be confusing Eeyore with Snuffleupagus sure. at times. Eeyore's the one that's like, oh, That's bother. funny the poo, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. 
Okay. Uh, let's see. Jordan weighing in on the YouTube stream saying, what is the blammer? <laughs> if you're Big Bird, uh, is he Snuffleupagus? Blammer's the drunk tech that's running the camera. <laughs> Can we send the picture out to the masses? <laughs> no. No. The fact that Why? You Absolutely want to not. That Why? Give me a reason. Josh, I ask like you. you. aren't actually friends. Josh, you're the cop of the show. I don't know what picture you're seeing. Yes, I'll you do. I'll send it to you right now. Oh, boy. What's the picture? Thanks, Josh. Well, Thanks, buddy. Now you, no, now he's going to get to see the picture. And what, you can think make he's going to send it specifically to Josh? He's sending it in the, the group text. <laughs> We're all going to have to see it. <laughs> it the one Why are you pants? so anti-Gabe? What you, I've, I've already seen it, and I don't need to see it again. Gabe's, Gabe's kind of the negative Nelly of the show now. No, you already decided you were Oscar the Grouch. Actually, let's put it on the poll. Is Chewy Big Bird or Oscar the Grouch? And this is, of course, in honor of Elmo, who decided to take to Twitter the other day asking how humans were doing. And again, it turns out we're not doing that great. Here it comes, Joshy. <laughs> God, why the the warning on the text too is like, and he's curious why I don't want to see what it again. What if I get permission from the blammer to, to share, share the picture? Uh, that might be different. I feel like permission. we should not be sharing the picture nope, you're sending. Never from making st- it. Yep. Never making it. Wait, never I haven't seen it. it. Shouldn't on. be sending that. Wait, you've never seen this picture oh, of the blammer? I've seen the picture. Yep, yeah, no. he looks say. like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> He looks like a hairy baby. Wait, wait, kikukuku. Give me a bigger one. None of this Mickey Mouse crap. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break on Jen Gabe and Chewy. Lots of stuff to get to today. Marquette got a big win last night. Packers defensive coordinator search continues, and Jordan Love was snubbed. That's all next on Jen Gabe and Chewy. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Husky. What was a rebound? Rebound? What did you just say? Robust. 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 You can say robust. Rebound. Doesn't robust sound like a nice rebound. word of saying just a click below fat? No, buddy, you're not fat. Well, you're rebound. Enough- <laughs> well, Charles Barkley. There's another R. Round oh. mound of rebound. On 94.5 ESPN. know about Palermo's. It's Wisconsin's hometown pizza. That family of branches, so many different things to choose from, whether we're talking about Palermo's, Urban Pie, Connie's, Surfer Boy Pizza, Screamin' Sicilian. My personal favorite, I love the neighborhood pizzeria. Pizza from Palermo's, great crust, great flavoring, kind of gives you that nostalgic feel of the old pizzeria in your hometown. And there's one name synonymous with fantastic frozen pizza. Of course, it is Palermo's, made right here in Wisconsin for over 60 years. Palermo's has a delicious slight for every appetite. That's the great thing. With having that many brands under the Palermo's umbrella, you are sure to find a pizza that you and your family like. Find them in your grocer's frozen food aisle. Palermo's flavor is our family's business. On Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, it has been a while since we have experienced this phenomenon. Joshy, what is the phenomenon? I'm a shart and farter. A little shart and farter happening this morning on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Gabe, remind the people what the old shart and farter is. Uh, that is Chewy not knowing how to say the word schadenfreude, where we take you know pleasure in somebody's house, in somebody else's. <laughs> Pain, I guess we'll go with. I'm so glad that we've had the opportunity this morning to bring that back around. But I am feeling a little shart and farter this morning. Uh, reading about the Jets' dysfunction mm-hmm. on the Athletic this morning, Diana Rossini and is it Zach Blatt? I'm not as familiar with his work, but I believe he is the Jets' 
beat reporter for The Athletic, have a very, very long and in-depth story on The Athletic this morning about the dysfunction in the Jets organization. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers is there. Not saying Aaron Rodgers is responsible for all of the dysfunction, but Gabe, your summary of this article this morning was pretty spot on. Oh, the, the Jets were dysfunctional before Aaron Rodgers came there. Like they, and it is very well detailed about how dysfunctional they were. I mean, adding Aaron Rodgers didn't help the dysfunction. So it's not on him. He didn't help the situation, but this is a this is an organization in shambles. And Again, he is not helping anybody's cause. There are several little nuggets in the article that are interesting for Packers fans, but I think the one that jumped out to me was this. Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett, of course, who was with Green Bay, then went to the Broncos, was criticized by Sean Payton and then was told, hey, we don't do that, you know, and keep my coach's name out of your mouth and whatnot. Hackett will return as the offensive coordinator in 2024, though team and league sources say Sala has explored adding to the offensive staff and creating a more collaborative play-calling process that would reduce Hackett's role, a clear indication the team has lost confidence in his ability to run the offense on his own. Apparently, he had catered the offense pretty specifically to Aaron Rodgers, which doesn't shock anybody who is connected to Green Bay because we have talked about how Matt LaFleur did some version of that as well. But now it appears as though the perception is Hackett can't coach anybody but Aaron Rodgers, and he was unable to make adjustments when Zach Wilson was in there, when Boyle was in there, and whomever else may come along in the future. Well, that's the problem, and I think we've learned that here over our time in Green Bay. When you design an offense specifically for Aaron Rodgers, and, and it, this is a credit and a detriment, I guess, to Aaron. Like, If you design an offense for Aaron Rodgers, he's the only one who can do that. Like, he's that special, that talented of a player. When you go to someone who is in their rookie contract, when you go to somebody who, you know, is borderline in the league like Tim Boyle, they're not going to be able to do the things that Aaron Rodgers does to get his team in the right position or make the right throws in order for the offense to be functional. I just don't get it from the standpoint of, and and I'll always go back to our team in 92 when we didn't have a lot of talent on our team, but Holmgren still was able to win nine games. So you go from Hackett and Rodgers being a Super Bowl contender to be absolutely horrible on offense, you know? I mean, Hackett alone should win them more games than they did, or make that offense look a little... I mean, they are horrible. So, I mean, this is on Sala. Because it later goes on to say the players are sick of him fawning all over Aaron. Now, I get it, because I played in a system where the quarterback was treated, you know, a little bit with kid gloves. But there's got to be a point where you just can't let him run the show. Because then you have a toxic locker room, and guys are going to be like... Well, why does he get 14 days off and I get two? So this is players understand, Jay, Gabe, that he should get 14 days off, but the other A players or B plus players should get 10 days off. So this was my favorite part of the article. It's not uncommon for team decision makers to consult star quarterbacks on potential roster additions, but the perception around the league was the Jets went beyond the norm. "Quote: Rogers isn't the assistant GM," one AFC general manager said. Joe Douglas is the assistant GM. Joe Douglas being the GM. The GM. Yeah. yeah. I just want to say we we warned you. <laughs> yeah. Everything we said for about a calendar year played out in front of you, 
and good luck because you ruined your franchise. You ruined your head coach. Everyone was very excited about. You ruined your young quarterback, and now you guys got to pick up the pieces, and it ain't going to work. I mean, did they not watch the Pat McAfee show once? It, it, it's just unbelievable. Like, but what did is- you expect? What did you expect? But where do you put them now? Where do you put them now? The Jets going into next season um, with Rodgers. I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. No. Eight and nine, nine and eight, somewhere around yeah. there. Third in their division. The piece does touch on Rodgers' relationship with Brian Gutekunst and how, you know, obviously there was a deterioration there. And that was part of the reason why Rodgers wanted to leave Green Bay. And I'm just wondering if Green Bay fans this morning read this article and feel like, phew, not my circus, not my monkeys. Right? Because that's how I read it. I was like, oh, man. Because we had talked about how, oh, the offseason is going to be so much less drama. Will he or won't he? Who is he getting along with? Who is he not getting along with? How does that affect everybody else? And it is interesting to see how in one year, and again, to your point, Gabe, the dysfunction existed before Aaron Rodgers got there, but he didn't make it better. It's This is what desperate teams do. And we don't have to do that. That's the nice part. Like, this is this is easier. We can laugh about this because Jordan Love is as good as he is. Like, the, the reason why, you know, you have Salah fawning over Aaron Rodgers, it's because he's putting together really damn good defenses and they can't figure out anything offensively. So he's desperate. He now knows as a head coach, yeah, I've got this great defense, but as Chewy, as you pointed out so eloquently a couple of years ago, it's like a Jamaican tank. Yeah. You know, so he needs an offense to be able to go with this great defense, and the only way he can get that offense is if he has a great quarterback, so he's willing to trud through all this BS in order to potentially have that great quarterback. we got to get to Adam Schefter, but I want to read one little nugget because Gabe read his favorite part of the piece this morning, and I want to show you mine as well. The coach held a meeting with his staff two days later where he asked the leaker, right, because there were all these talks about how there were leaks in the organization, and there was talk about Zach Wilson Specifically not around to the start. Zach Wilson not Please. wanting to go back out there after he had been benched. Apparently in the article it says that he had been told, Zach Wilson had been told, he would not start again for the franchise. And then Salah went back and was like, actually, we might need you to start. So uh, could you start getting ready? And Wilson said, I don't feel comfortable doing that. Anyway, the line I love is, Sala in a meeting said to the team, if you come forward now, you won't get in trouble. And he threatened to take their cell phones. <laughs> Like a middle school principal. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Whoever vandalized the wall behind the gym, if you come forward now, I promise you no won't get detention. in trouble. There is some paranoia happening there. There is definitely some incapability. And to Joshy and Gabe's point, not our situation to worry about anymore. Adam Schefter coming up next on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Stick around. Everyone's go-to source for all NFL news. Adam Schefter teased some big breaking news. Adam, you've told us about it. What do we got? Adam's on the phone. Adam, 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 you got more news? What do you got? They're going with another move. And he was the man who knows all, Adam Schefter. And we're going to get right to some breaking news here that just came down. This tweet from Adam Schefter. It's ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter. The the Bears look dead. The Vikings look dead. And so the division comes down to Detroit and Green Bay. Adam Schefter on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy is presented by Orthopedic Associates of Wisconsin. There is a difference. Also sponsored by Island Resort and Casino. The Orthopedic ASAP Clinic is available at the Brookfield location and the Pewaukee location. And look, if you are in a situation, and we hope that you're not, but if you're in a situation where you need an ER or an urgent care, we highly recommend checking out the Ortho ASAP Clinic instead. 
there is a difference when you use Orthopedic Associates of Wisconsin. And they present Adam Schefter to us each and every week here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Good morning, Adam. My first question to you is this. Is anyone emerging as a favorite to be the next defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers? Boy, you know, I have not heard a lot of talk about that. I've been living in a head coaching universe, and we've seen some of these teams start to fill out their jobs. Uh, The Dolphins are in the defensive coordinator market. The Rams are in the defensive coordinator market. Um, Packers in the defensive coordinator market. I, I, I would say, knowing what I do about the market itself, I would think that they would have somebody relatively soon, not far away. Uh, but I don't know that they're – I don't know who that person is right now. Adam, why do you think Ben Johnson turned down the two potential yeah. head coaching jobs to stay with Detroit to be uh, the offensive coordinator? Well, let's start with the fact that we didn't know that he was getting either one of those jobs. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's start – let's also start with the fact that my understanding is he didn't interview particularly well. Let's – if you don't interview well – and you may not be getting the job, it's very easy to pull yourself out of the job searches before you don't get those jobs. Um, There were figures floated on social media about demands he was asking for, contracts he wanted, money he wanted. Now, let me say this. I don't believe for a second that Ben Johnson is greedy and materialistic, um, but it is an agent's job to drum up the market and get what he can. And there were teams that were spooked by some of those requests. That's a fact. So I think when you've got teams spooked on an agent's request and you've got a guy who's not interviewed great and who might not get the jobs, it's very easy to pull out. Now, here's what I don't understand. The Lions are thrilled to have him. He's a great coach. We're not questioning any of that part, okay? You've got the Washington Commanders ownership group in the air on the way to see you. In the air. Why would you not sit down, even if you know you're not taking a job, out of respect, listen to what they have to say, thank them for their time, let them know how impressed you are with their outfit, and say, guys, really appreciate taking the time to come see me in Detroit. Wish you guys the best. I think you guys are going to do great, but I'm going to stay here. To cancel on them in midair, that's, hmm. I mean, just just think about that for a moment, right? Like, in what universe does that work where, you know, you're, you're, you're calling, uh, 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 you've plans with somebody, and, and they're traveling to see you, okay? And you don't, you, you don't want to do it. You, made the, you don't want to do it. Are you canceling as they're on the flight to see you? I'm sure we would. Yeah, okay, well. (laughs) No, I wouldn't. Adam, just from the standpoint of it's another opportunity, even if you don't want the job, is to get better at the interviewing process. So if he gets the same opportunity next year, he's a little better at it. Right, and it's also helpful to know connected, smart, powerful people in the league and not piss them off. Yeah, yeah. Right? there's so such a coaching would... carousel, GM carousel. You never know owner, who you're going to be working owner, with. Owner carousel, yeah. Jen. Owner yeah. carousel. You okay? just never know who you're who you're going to end up next to or working for or working uh, by with. By the way, I also remember, I also remember, and again, I want to say this. I think Ben Johnson's a great coach, okay? And he very well may get a head coaching opportunity next year. 
But I also remember this coordinator that kept calling me and he kept turning down Hey, coaching interviews. He's like, yeah, I'm going to wait for the next one. I'm going to wait. And, and, and then they just stopped coming. Yeah. Uh, for the record, you if know, I jumped on, if I jumped on a plane today and went down to Tampa to visit Chewy, I fully expect him to like start ghosting me and not answering texts. <laughs> and I, I fully, I fully expect to be uh, left hey, in the I dark. I wish there. you happy birthday. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> you still like people. You don't like hanging out with people, man. But hold on. Hold on. What, what, what is the Chewy schedule? Are you in Tampa now? Yeah. So, like, what's the deal there? What's the deal? What do we got with that? Like, uh, it's how long warmer. You, it's you couldn't warmer tell by than... his beach front backdrop. <laughs> <Yeah>. Snowbird. <laughs> it's yeah, it's I... as bad as, like, Wayne's World. Hi, we're in Vermont. Delaware. Oh, Delaware. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I thought he was in, I couldn't tell whether that was Tampa or Hawaii or whatever. <laughs> what, wherever your imagine leads you, Shefty. It's the UP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, U, the UPs never look better there, Chewie. Never. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and I, I know coordinators have always been important, but are we going to potentially see, because I see Johnson staying there and, and Bobby Slowick staying down in Houston, and after what happened in Philadelphia this year, where the coordinator situation just ended up kind of becoming a disaster, now they've got two new ones in place after going to a Super Bowl a year ago, are those positions going to start commanding more and more money? Well, I think they already have. I mean, we, we've seen some coordinator salaries go way high, higher than they've ever been before. And, you know, it's all about supply and demand, how much somebody wants you. But, um, I mean, we've seen coordinators paid in the $4 million range uh, in the past. Uh, it's not going down for somebody that's in demand. And if you've got a certain skill set that other teams want, then you can drive up the price. I don't know where Kellen Moore's contract came into Philly, but I my understanding is it's pretty high. Adam so, Schefter, oh sorry, go ahead, Adam. It just that that's the deal. Like I, you know that that's a very valued skill set in the NFL, being able to call a game. And if you've got that, you're going to be able to cash in on that. Adam Schefter hanging out with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. So again, we knew that this would happen. Obviously, as we get through the championship games, but the Pro Bowl rosters change a little bit. And yesterday, it was announced that Baker Mayfield and Geno Smith are making the Pro Bowl over Jordan Love. Obviously, we're partial to our guy. We also think that Jordan Love was better than Baker Mayfield and Geno Smith this season. How do you explain Jordan Love not getting that Pro Bowl nod? Well, what I would say to you there, Jen, is you're better off directing your energy to something that really is significant rather than a quarterback that's bypassed for the Pro Bowl. Jordan Love, to me, <laughs> got the respect that he, that he deserves and has moved into the upper uh, tier conversation of quarterbacks. And a lot of people saw great things and continue to expect great things. And, you know, the fact that some vote, you know, like a vote, like how, how that's even done, who cares? You know, like it doesn't, it means nothing to me. Nothing uh, that somebody else has picked ahead of him. Uh, Jordan Love, you know, looks like he's got a great future, and Jordan Love's going to have his chance to go to plenty of Pro Bowls uh, in time. No issue at all. Adam, what's Dallas going to do with Dak? You know, I, I think that uh, they'll extend him, is my guess. Um, that, that'd be my guess, that they extend him. But it has to be the right way. And he's got a lot of leverage because his cap number for the upcoming year, I think, is like $59 million. It's really high. And they need him to redo that deal to get to a certain palatable cap number. Um, and so uh, I, I think there'll be an extension that gets done. They'll be curious to see the numbers. Not going to be an easy deal to do. 
uh, but they need him for cap relief, not to mention to play quarterback. Why do you think the numbers were so high for this playoffs in, in terms of the ratings? Because in, in I'm not disagreeing with Chewy, but you, you hear guys like Chew being like, man, this product just isn't as good. And I think we've had that conversation about, well, they have lack of practice time and all these different things. But yeah, it's the yeah, highest I, three rounds going back to 1988. Like the, the ratings are always crazy, but this is even more insane to me, Adam. It's really pretty simple. It's really pretty simple. Okay, to me, in my mind, and I'll be curious to hear each of your theories. There, there are two factors that factor in one more than the other. We'll start with the lesser one: the fact that I think that we've had this cold spell going across the country, everywhere, everywhere. So I, I think people are largely indoors. Correct. So yep. if everybody's mm-hmm. stuck inside because of brutal cold, and you're putting on TV, it's really easy to put football on. That's number one. Number two, I'm sorry, Taylor I know, Swift. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> no, do not apologize. You do not really? need to apologize I was waiting for, for Chewy's reaction to him saying oh, that on, the Taylor on, Swift on, effect hold. is absolutely, positively, positively affecting those numbers. Hold on. Let, let me explain something to you. The Chiefs played all three rounds. They played a wild card game. Mm-hmm. They played a divisional game. They played a conference championship game. Taylor was at all the games. And I got to tell you something, okay? I got my wife and daughter who are at the kitchen table. I got the game on. They're not watching that before. Like, my daughter maybe will come and go, and she's working for Nickelodeon this year, and obviously she she needs to watch it uh, more than she has in the past. But my wife, they, like, they're, way, they're watching the post-game show to see Taylor and Travis hugging. Like, that that's just my house. That's going on in a lot of houses. A lot of houses. People want to see... The romance, they want to see Taylor, they want to see the reaction. And between the cold and Taylor Swift, I believe those are the two factors that have elevated the ratings. You got a theory for me as to something different than those gambling. two factors? I think gambling. I have two kids. I got a 23-year-old and a 21-year-old. And they gamble on ga- not a lot of money, but they gamble and their friends gamble. And I'm like, where the hell are you getting this money? When I was 22 years old, I was... You know, diving into the couch to get you know enough money to go get a. You know where they're getting the money to? Well, uh, they're gambling. (laughs) I did have a diamond missing out of my Super Bowl (laughs) ring, and I had not touched the thing in fifteen years. So, but that's look into that. I think that's a really good point because gambling is now easier than ever in a lot of states. Adam, you you can do the gamble. I mean, you you pull up whatever app works in your state, and you can do it right from your phone. Uh, By the way. I, I, I will give you that. I agree with that. I, I, I do think that that also helps ratings. Um, but here's what I would say. Um, it's the same reason that people might have tuned into a Jacksonville, Tennessee, Monday Night Football game that in the past might not have mm-hmm. mattered. But if you've got a running back or a wide receiver on your fancy team and you need those points to win your fancy matchup, you're tuning in. So so that And that, in a way, is obviously a form of wagering, gambling, whatever you want to call it. So, but so that's been there now, you know, again, to hold the phone in your hand and to be able to just, you know, bet a parlay or bet, you know, prop bet of some sort. Uh, absolutely. I think that that definitely also has fueled it, but I'm sorry. It hasn't fueled it more than Taylor Swift. But, but let me ask you this, Adam, a whole new audience, Adam, you see all these guys getting busted for gambling inside the facilities. Do you think yeah. that went on? 
before this and the teams just didn't know about it? Like in the early 2000s or stuff? Or is this something well, new? I, I, first of all, I don't think that these a lot of these sites that you're doing it from existed in the early 2000s, right? Like yeah. now you go. So I, I, I would guess not. That'd be my guess. Now, do I think that there were people betting on games back in the 2000s? You know, potentially within it's possible yeah like i think it's just natural to assume that there had to be some people that probably did that show yet do i know of any no like i've heard some wild betting stories over the years um there's always one that fascinated me and there's always one that i still want to check into and it reminds me you've reminded me i want to make a call on this i've always heard a wild gambling story that's always just like i said in the back of my mind um that to call a former player about um but yeah. I don't. I think that I think that stuff has gone on in the past. Hard to get gauge how much, but it's only until recently where you got, you know, DraftKings and FanDuel and these other sites, you know, on your phone, to where it's just become a regular part of some people's days. Well, I feel pretty good about Adam Schefter being on the show with us this morning because, if nothing else, perhaps you've wondered Adam at times about the value of you joining us. Chewy said something that made you remember that you need to reach out to that football player about that one gambling story. So it's a win, right? We walk away. We made, you know, kind of like being at the craps table. You made a little money. Walk away. Yeah. Well, uh, again, it's a call I've wanted to make for about uh, over a decade. It's, it's a it, oof. Ooh, what a tease. Man, what a tease. I can't, I can't wait to hear about How this. How about after you do the interviews and you write up the article, you come on our show and you break it as the article is being released on ESPN.com. Deal? If, if, if this story, if this story ever materializes, we have we have a uh we have a deal. Like if it ever if it ever like by the way, I have no idea. It's such a wild theory, like on I mean, it's just like the fact that it's here, who knows, right? But people that a couple of people suggest it's always it's always Intrigued me. So just, I, I wanted to call and check into it. Adam, just please tell me it's not a Boston College alum. We do have a track record. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say this. Dewey, yes. Dewey with, with Bill Romanowski, anything's possible, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> He's Adam Schefter. We are lucky to have him during the football season each and every Wednesday. Adam, have a great one. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. We talked to you from Vegas, right? Yes. Oh boy! <laughs> How about the extended tease from Adam know, Schefter? That there, that was pretty impressive. And Chewy loves an extended tease, so I'm glad that you got to be a part of that big guy. <laughs> we'll take a break here on Jen Gabe and Chewy roll on right after this. Our conversations with Adam Schefter brought to us by the Island Resort and Casino, and you can plan your winter getaway to the Island Resort and Casino. Schedule a relaxing session at the Drift Spa, enjoy gaming, casual and fine dining, and great live entertainment to book your winter getaway. Visit IslandResortAndCasino.com today. You're listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Do you like your pickles warm or cold? Want my pickle a little warm. <laughs> Warm's good. It's better than cold. <laughs> cold you can be good, too. Yeah, well, no, cold can be good. It's not great. On 94.5 ESPN. Any of Adam Schefter's appearance on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, you can find it on Wisconsin On Demand or wherever you get your podcast. You can hear what reasons Adam Schefter gave for why the NFL had such 
record numbers as far as the audience goes over the last few weeks of the playoffs. I highly recommend you take a listen to that. David Bakhtiari just tweeted, guys, uh, apparently he was fasting. I didn't know he was fasting. This is interesting to me. Just broke my first three-day water-only fast. Definitely challenging, though it was an overall pleasant journey and recommended for anyone willing to accept the challenge. I feel way better mentally, physically, and emotionally. Definitely have a higher sense of gratitude. To which someone wrote, is it going to work magical powers on your knee, or are you riding the bench again next season? Oof. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oof. Shots fired. To which, to which he responded... My knee saw some great results during the 72 hours, not going to lie. <laughs> Good for him for kicking back, right, instead of just ignoring it. Uh, Chewy, would you ever do a three-day fast? Uh, no. Why? So you're why? not asking me why. You're saying, like, why would you? I mean, I drink, like, what time is it there? Nine, it's seven fifty-five right now. Yeah, what time I've is al- it there, buddy? <laughs> I've almost have uh, about hundred twenty ounces of water down already. It's a water-only fast, so he was drinking water. Yes. Yeah. So you wouldn't be able to eat your. I mean, if anybody I mean, would, could be- I do it? Yeah. Do I need to do it? No, I'm fine. I'm happy. Yeah. But I don't know. Three days of no food. Yeah. I'd, just water. I'd get hangry. That seems really hard. Doesn't seem like it would be good mentally for me. He said it was good for him mentally. Yeah, what about I understand. you, Joshy? Could you go three days? How many days could you go without food? I mean, I think you can do it as long as you have the mental resolve. It's just how awful will I be to the people in my life? I think that's a very work. good point. Yeah. Because I don't have the luxury of just, you know, staying at home. Isolating. Right. Because uh, once you're an NFL player and you make millions, you don't have to go to work in the offseason. Right. Well, but still, even if you took three days off to do this, I would feel bad for... Your puppy and your girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. But wait a minute. Why do you think people get hangry when they don't have food? Because you're supposed to have food. I mean, I know that people talk about fasts having some sort of benefits, yeah, like absolutely. resetting your digestive system and whatnot. But like, there's a reason why we eat. Yeah. You know, like, here's the thing you talk about the luxury. Coming on this show and talking for two hours straight, I need fuel. I need my brain to work. Now, you could argue that most mornings it doesn't. But. I wouldn't be able to function in this job if I didn't have food. So uh, what, what's that led to you to eat this morning for breakfast, Jen? I've had three chomps. What's a chomp? Chomps. <laughs> <laughs> chomps are not a partner. I was trying to, <laughs> I started laughing too early to send that joke. But um, no, I bought some chomps at Target, threw them in my car. I was hungry this morning. I grabbed a banana. And I've been housing these chomps. I've had three so far. Just turkey sticks. Turkey sticks. <laughs> Jen is just housing turkey sticks. I think the like getting hangry thing and all that is like evolutionary. Your body goes into a stress mode, so then you have shorter patience, shorter leash with things that typically wouldn't set you off. Like it's it's all natural things happening in your body because it's saying, "Hey, bozo, I need some food." Actually, I just had an idea. Uh-oh. The next time I snap on somebody. <laughs> Are you snap into a Slim Jim? No, no. Like, <laughs> understandable because of the chops. No, I'm going to be like, I'm sorry. I'm fasting. You're just going to lie? Yes, yes, yes. That makes anything better. It's going to be my go-to excuse now if I'm ever a meanie. <laughs> I'm but, sorry. But, I'm fasting. But after, after the three days of water, then you're back. To, what's the benefit? I don't understand what the benefit is. Now, just I just going to reset everything. Like, I don't, I try to, in my diet, have as little sugar as possible because I don't react well with sugar. 
And I do that for as long as I can. What's the three? All right, so you just drank water for three days, and then a week later you're back to sloughing down cheeseburgers and... What's the big deal? Well, I th- again, I think that's that's part of the reset is, you know, a lot of times when people do a fast, I don't know about this one specifically, but a lot of times when people do a fast, they're looking to reset their digestive system and then avoid, yeah, the fatty foods and the things that are really bad for you and try to like, okay. then, you know, okay, got- I've got all that. I've got all the, for lack of a better term, poison out of the body. Now I'm going to try to be better to my body. I think I- that's kind of the general idea behind most fasts. How many times Sorry, is Josh going to try to interject there? I, w- I thought Josh? he was done every time. <laughs> I've got a list here. Promotes blood sugar control, reducing insulin resistance. Promotes better health by fighting inflammation. May enhance heart health by improving blood pressure, triglycerides, cholesterol levels. May boost brain function and prevent neurodegenerative disorders. Uh, aids weight loss, which is obvious. Increases growth hormone secretion, vital for growth metabolism, weight loss. Uh, extend longevity and may aid in cancer prevention prevention and increase the effectiveness of chemotherapy. Wait, do I want to try a fast? It's They're pretty You're involved. taking vacation. I can't. <laughs> but, then I can, yeah. but then I can actually say I'm fasting. <laughs> Why is Jen such a bleep? Oh, she's fasting. <laughs> All right, more Jen Gabe and Chewy. No fasting coming up next.